Real, welcome back to the WHL show. We got a very special guest today. We got Ray Binkowski. He helps businesses go from gym businesses go from about a half a million to a million plus. I'm super excited. He's been there. He he's leading by example and he's doing some big things in the industry. Ray, thanks so much for hopping on today. Brandon, thanks for allowing me to hop on and inviting me and giving me some of your time. I'm excited about this. So what are what are the biggest things that you've noticed with businesses, specifically gym businesses that are doing about a half a million? Like how do you how do you analyze them so that it's like, okay, this is our plan to get double and get to a million plus? So for a lot of people in the fitness space, they there's a common thread where they get started. And that getting started is maybe they lost weight themselves. Maybe they were an athlete, a college athlete, and they're looking to extend that physically active. So they, a lot of the folks in this space have a good skill set for human movement at what, you know, what we call exercise or training or coaching. But what really starts to differentiate the folks that are actually making a living and the ones that are struggling and just hoping to cover overhead every month is basic business systems. So they, most of the folks have this great understanding of, of how to exercise, but they lack an understanding. They have little to no business acumen. They've never had any sales training. They've never had any advertising or marketing training. So that's, you know, the folks that don't have that really don't go beyond a few hundred thousand dollars in annual revenue. And that's if they're lucky. Now, if they've got an understanding of exercise. They're open to learning how to systemize their operations, how to sit down, have a conversation about leads, prospects, what we do with them, how we convert them to a paying customer, and then how we systemize that process. The folks that are open to do that, that, you know, the sky's the limit. There is an opportunity for them to grow. There is an opportunity for them to earn what they're worth while helping other people really change their lives. So let's talk about that. So how, you know, the first thing, if people don't know you, they can't flow you. How do you get more leads for businesses? You know, one of the biggest opportunities in the, the health and fitness space when it comes to a gym business is showing people that you've helped. And, and that's the opposite of what a lot of gyms are doing. You know, if you look at most, gyms or training gyms, social media, they're going to show people that are already really fit working out. They're going to show a lot of times it's the owner, the owner, the owner, the owner, the staff, the staff, the staff, or they're highlighting sales or specials. What's completely absent in void is them sharing the story of, Hey, we brought Mary in and Mary is, you know, this demographic. So she's this age. She has this type of career. She lives in this community. She had these problems, you know, Mary, they share Mary's problems and it gets the audience like, yes, I've got those same issues. And then they show how they provided the solution and they get Mary to tell the story about my name is Mary. Here's my background. Here's the problems. Here's how this gym fixed it. That's the biggest opportunity for gyms from a, you know, advertising and marketing standpoint. And it's the biggest opportunity to start darkening your doorstep with foot traffic and people that we would label as a leader prospect. 
So what are what are some of the pain points that would attract someone to want to hear the gym? Obviously, we you know, weight loss is one of them. But how do you how do you go about that pain point to be able to target that customer? Because I was in a conversation with someone the other day. And I was like, how did your eval go? Because he, he's a personal trainer. And he said, well, I had two. One of them went really well. Junior athlete, feel, feel very comfortable working with them. Then I had an 84-year-old lady who just wanted to see more about what we had going on. And he said the 84-year-old lady walked in and someone was deadlifting 300 pounds. And she said, before the eval even happened, she said, this is not the right place for me. Uh, she went through the eval, but didn't end up signing up. So what are some, uh, like, how do you target someone who wants to lose weight in a way that makes them feel comfortable? So there's a couple of things that you mentioned there. One, the, the deadlift being scary. You know, we had a, a world champion powerlifting team train at my gym for a long time. They were scary. Like we had guys with thousand pound squats. Um, to this day, one of my former employees and clients still owns two world records in the squat. Um, that can be scary and intimidating. Now, that being said, we built a program in my club that targeted people that were of retirement age, so 65, 70 and up. And you know what we did? We had them deadlifting. We had them squatting. We had them using kettlebells and tires and sledgehammers. And everybody was like, oh, that's scary. But where that trainer failed the 80-year-old would be quite simply posing the question to say, let's say her name is Sally. Well, well, Sally, do you ever bend and hinge at the waist? That's kind of an important movement. And you don't ever want to go and deadlift what Tony's pulling off the floor over there. But boy, you know what? If we got you safe, comfortable, and strong in, in, in this hip hinge movement, your quality of life will be better. So Part of the problem is we don't have the right conversation about the opportunity for that individual. Even worse, and I used to fight this with my staff, younger trainers and coaches can't relate to the 80-year-old. And, and I'm speaking as somebody, you know, I had three generations of families in my gym. Let that sink in. So we had grandma, son, grandson, and grandma would be around 90. My oldest member when I sold my club was almost 100 years old, and he came in three to four days a week. Um, you have to be able to relate to that population and you have to check your 20 something year old bias at the door. And when it comes to the gym, back to systems, part of our systems were every week we had a team meeting among our coaches and trainers of which at any given time we had six to eight. And one of the things we would cover, talk about in practice is our clients come in because we're the experts and they're not. We need to meet the client where they are. That 80-year-old client is not where the 28-year-old former athlete is or was, and they've never been there. And you need to recognize that, and you need to handle them that way, and then you need to start painting a picture and showing a movie to the 80-year-old that highlights what their interests are, which goes back to the club really needs to have an understanding and they need to build a system to teach their staff how to relate to different ages or populations, or they're going to miss the boat. Yeah. Well, that's good training too. It's like, okay, well, if an 80 year old walks in and is intimidated by a deadlift, one way to make that relatable is, Hey, do you go to the grocery store? Yes. 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 I do go to the grocery store. Okay. You know, that shelf that's on the bottom. Do you ever get stuff from that bottom shelf? 
Yes, I do. Okay, well, the reason why we're going to do similar movements to that, but not with that weight is so that you never hurt yourself doing that. And when you're 90 years old, you're the only 90 year old that's bending down to get that, that uh, case of water off the shelf. <laughs> and, and here's where it gets really interesting. And it's an exciting opportunity for a lot of the gym owners and trainers that that really got into what they're doing. So they want to help people. And then eventually they want to make money. But first, they want to help people. When you do it right, and we had 30 plus people over the age of 65 doing what we called Evolution Platinum. And it was kettlebells, deadlifts, tractor tires, sledgehammers, TRX, sleds, you name it. When you do it right, that 80-year-old woman is going to be back there in the freeweight area rubbing elbows with that world champion powerlifter. And I've seen it. And I watched the conversations and I watched them walk back there and say, how much weight is that, that you're deadlifting? And then they'll say, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing triples with 495. I'm going to work up to a heavy single at 550 or whatever. And then I watched her say, well, we're deadlifting over there and I'm <laughs> using this much. And you know, when I got started, they just had this stick with no weight on it. So there's an opportunity there, but that, you know, that example you shared is, is one of the, you know, opportunities for a lot of the gyms is they don't understand how to relate to different populations and they're, they're impacted significantly by their own bias. And that by it is they already know a lot about working out and most gym owners aren't 80 years old. Yeah. So I, when, when we're talking about pain points, when we're talking about marketing to customers, one reason why I feel like people don't want to come into gyms is because they don't want to give up certain things. So when I was a trainer back in the day, I'll never forget this. This guy comes in for an eval. His friend bought the eval. He didn't buy it. It was for his 60th birthday. He says, listen, I hate working out. I know I need to do it. I just took a took something in my job that's finally going to give me some time to focus on my health. I know I need to do it. I hate it. And don't even tell me what to do with my diet because I am not going to give up drinking alcohol. <laughs> so how do you how do you approach someone so that they know they don't have to give up everything? Because I, I've seen nutritionists before that I'm just like, why would anybody ever see them? Because it's like, you can't eat this, 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 this. And, and nutrition is a big part of losing weight, which is essentially what most people come to the gym for. So there, another opportunity for the gym owners, the coaches and the trainers, and that is you have to meet the person where they are. And the way I've always taught this is it's like eating an elephant. If you walk into the room, there's a giant elephant and your goal is to eat the elephant. If I tell you, Brandon, eat the elephant, you're going to look at it. You're going to say, there's no way, man, this thing is enormous. But if I say, Brandon, I'm going to show you how to eat the elephant, but we're going to do it one small bite at a time. Can you work with me? And you're probably going to say, well, maybe. In regards to the alcohol, an example, I recently um, met with one of my clients that I helped a year ago get in shape to step on uh, the stage as a bikini competitor. She's middle-aged, 40-ish years old, has had a couple kids, and we helped her look amazing on stage in a bathing suit, two-piece bathing suit. Well, guess what? She still does today. And her friends still comment that they couldn't believe a year ago she got in that shape enjoying a glass or two of wine. And they still can't believe it a year later that she's still enjoying that glass of wine and maintaining 
a physique that most would say that's unobtainable at that age. You know, that's a 20 something year old body. And it's not in, in tying that back to the elephant. We start with the small things. We meet you where you are and it, you know, in let's find some small victories that you can do with great consistency on a daily basis. And then we'll build on that. If somebody enjoys having the occasional glass of wine a few days a week, and we go and take that away, if they lose weight, they're not going to keep it off. Yeah. It's it's far easier to target the things that they won't miss if you reduce than it is to say, here's all the things you enjoy. Can't, can't, not allowed. Nope, 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 nope. Wow. I love that. So now once we, we get the marketing part down. Now comes the sales. How how do people make more sales? I know there was a time in your career where things weren't going as well with your with your gym business, and you changed some things around and did fifty four k in like six days or something like that. What what was that like before you made that switch to help you make the decision? Hey, something's not right here. And then what was it like after that? So. For most people, it ends up being, hey, I have a problem with my business and I need help. Now, the solution is go get the help. And it's the equivalent of not reinventing the wheel. If somebody already has a proven wheel that rolls really well, go buy the wheel and plug it into your business and get rolling. In my case, we were getting our our backsides handed to us for a few days in a row. I was the only one in, in, in my club which it's like, I can't, I can't be the only one in a commercial health club. Like at some point I'm not going to pay my bills. So I actually hired a a consultant who gave me a wheel that I plugged into my business. I did, I did what was validated. I did what he had already proven in my own business. And in six days we did over $50,000 in revenue. And then for the following week, we continued to sell. And for most gyms and businesses, like if, if you're struggling, get some help, spend the money, you know, you spend a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars and you generate over $50,000, your business will be different. Hell, your life's going to be different. What was, what, what did he tell you or she tell you, what did the consultant tell you that? He's- He, over the telephone, he said, you're going to pay me over $2,000. I'm going to come to your club and I'm going to spend a couple hours with you. And I'm going to give you a marketing campaign. You're going to do it exactly the way I tell you. And then next month, you're going to pay me another $2,000. I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you another program to run. So I did what he said. He gave me a really crummy word file with this terrible clip art of uncle Sam with these three lines of promotion. And he basically said, you're going to mail this to every one of your current customers. You're going to hand address all of the envelopes. And then when they come in, this is what you do. And for anybody out there, if you've got a club, a gym, a training business, a boutique studio, whatever it is, I I will give you that 54K marketing plan. You can have it. I'll give you the whole thing. I'll give you the, what I'll give you what goes in the letter. Um, Today, we built out emails that do the same thing the letter does. I'll give you the whole package and I'll hop on the phone. I'll tell you how to set it up for your business. Wow. Love that. Where can people find that? They can find me anywhere at smallbusinesstogrow.com or go to Instagram at smallbusinesstogrow and DM me 54K. 
send me a DM 54 K at small business to grow on Instagram. And, uh, I'll get you that marketing campaign and I'll set up a time and I'll walk you through how to set it up for your business. So basically I'm going to give you to answer your question. You got to get the wheel, the wheel, you need a proven wheel that rolls really well. You can have my wheel. I'll give it to you. Wow. Love that. What's one last thing you'd like to leave everybody with today? If you're struggling, find somebody that's been successful and get help. Um, if you're struggling and you're looking at, my God, I'm, I'm struggling here. I'm not making any money. Be willing to open your pocketbook. Be willing to get the credit card out. Make the investment. Because when you get that proven wheel and plug it into your business and get rolling, it's a game changer. You know, you look at, we took that first promo. We did 54K in six days. And we did thousands more the following week. And then that gave me a, a pile of money a big pile of money that I otherwise didn't, wouldn't have had. I didn't have to buy it. I straight up had cash in the bank. I ran that next program and that, that he gave me in the next program. We did multiple six figures in revenue for years, just recycling it. But if I didn't buy that first wheel, forget about it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Well, Ray, thanks so much for hopping on founder of small business to grow helping businesses that do about 500,000 or maybe even a little bit more get to that million plus number. Thanks so much, Ray, for over delivering today. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate your time, man. This podcast is brought to you by smallbusinesstogrow.com, the website by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Why reinvent the wheel? Start growing your business with best practices from industry-leading small business owners, executives and entrepreneurs take their wheel put it to work in your business and start growing today smallbusinesstogrow.com to learn more